Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast The Health Hunters. My name is Fernando. And I'm Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. And today we have... It's our fifth, excuse my Latin episode. Congratulations. Yay! So Fernando and I, we picked two different herbs and then we're going to share what we um, have learned. So who wants to start first? I can start first. Okay. I'm actually quite excited because, you know, we we had this um, uh, incredible episode with Bo, right? Like it was a very Correct. good episode about the microgreens. So I don't think so would be many different if we have to bring some microgreens to this episode. Do you agree? Did you brought some microgreens also? Mm, not You're, per se. Not per se. You, your seeds are not microgreens. They're not... Uh, my plant that I'm bringing to the show, it's actually use it for microgreens. Okay, that's great. Yes, it's it is. Mine's more ne- neglected, but let's uh, let's start with my herb. Let's start with yours. Okay. One of them. Eruca fisicaria. No. No. So, <laughs> Eruca fisicaria. It is a herb that is very common in the Mediterranean regions. Is it broccoli? <laughs> no, no broccoli. I actually uh, no, it's not broccoli. It's I not even herb. It Roxanne. is. It's a. Is a is it's a, a vegetable. Is a vegetable. Yeah, broccoli. Yeah. I think like the the flowers of the broccoli are the one who consider the fruit or the legume. Yeah. And the broccoli itself is just a vegetable. Yeah. So what's your herb then? Rucula. Oh, rucula. Yeah, eruca, eruca, eruca. Yes. Or uh, rucula, but it's also called in common English, rocket. Rocket. Yes. And derived from the word, in, in la, from the Italian word, uh, rucchetta. Then in diminutive uh, Latin is uh, eruca, yes, as we know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But they were not far, huh? because uh, actually rucula, it's a cousin from broccoli. Oh, funny. Yeah, and kale <laughs> and cabbage. Oh, yeah, the cabbage family. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They are very. And do you know why it's called rocket? Not, not really. But I think it's just rocket because they wanted to pronounce it uh, rocketa, mm. because from rocketa. the Italian word or the Latin word, and they try to uh, make it from that, and it sounds most likely to pronounce it, but it doesn't really. But it's not a, like a referral to the rocket that goes to space, or that the taste has this rockety <laughs> rocket effect. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That at least uh, nothing that I found in, on terms of the etymology of the plant of the okay. way the plant is named uh, was reference to that. Except then is eruca. It's the diminutive uh, of rucola. Uh, rucola. Yeah, yeah, in Dutch it's called also rucola. Rucola. Yes, in Italian also. I've been in, in, in Portuguese is also rucola, but in English is rucola. And, and in, in in Icelandic. Oh, there's something I don't know if they do have that <laughs> herb there. <laughs> Going there to grow. They actually do because... I mean, since you lived there for a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. But uh, it is not a plant to can survive like such a... In a cold. In a cold and moisture. Okay. They like to grow like in, in a in dry environment. Uh, and that's probably the reason why it grows so well in the Mediterranean oh. and the Middle East. You know, it gets... Go, and how like, does this plant look like? So it's no more than 20 to 70 centimeters, oh. the leaves. They don't produce so much leaves, but they they are like high in in production. You know, also they pro- propagate it like heavily. Um, 
the petals because they produce flowers produce uh, flowers with four petals mm. and they are uh, like kind of creamy white with the purple veins mm. the stamens like the the where the pollen comes out from the flower because she's a self-pollinator so she doesn't need mm. um other uh, insects to pollinize herself um uh, they are slightly yellow in color yeah, that's how I can see it and describe the plant. Oh, wow, uh, well, nicely described. Yeah, I mean, everybody's seen the leaves, but not necessarily the flowers. Yeah, exactly. But they are also edible. So you can also eat the flowers. Yes, you also can For example, use. put it in a salad. Yeah, they normally use it in salads, sauces. I mean, I, I, I've been seeing like also some uh, incredible uh, recipes, like in Turkey, for instance, they also do that for eating raw. Um, many places they use it to eat uh in uh, salads or mix it with fish for instance to make in sauces in slovenia they also have a typical like um soup uh, with rucola oh wow yeah all over the world yeah it is it is quite it's quite it's quite fun and is one of the things is uh, only lately has has been used like for many years but uh, lately they are being used this plant as uh microgreen and that's so started to recognize more the value. It was something that it was growing very, you know, as the dandelion plant, for instance, mm -hmm. was a plant that it was also growing in a while very easily. And then they figured out the medical values or the yeah. nutritive value of this yeah. plant. Yeah. But yeah. only now as they see it like as a microgreen. Yeah. And then what's the medical value of uh, rucola? A rucola, yes. Um, so... My finding up here, it was is quite interesting because as we look a little bit closer to the history of uh, of rucola, um, in the first century it was recognized as an aphrodisiac. Mm. Yeah, in a classic Roman books poet, then he wrote something like this: um, the line of of so I'm quoting, and the rocket plant, the rucola, rich relief drowsing venus or sexual desire so rucola he released the sexual desires mm. basically is what we wanted to say it appear um but uh, and it's probably the reason why in the middle middle ages the some writers they you know for that reason they you know was forbidden to use this plant to grow mm. on uh, monasteries oh yeah yeah um was like you know made from probably from other reasons also because as i said to you he propagated is like a was like is a weed plant you know propagated so heavily so it kind of looks all over the the you know the, the floors and everything so probably could be that reason but they always give some other measure reason to the plants or to whatever it be forbidden mm. right yeah so one of the in terms of the Middle Ages, was that? But today, it's been researched in antimicrobial against like E. coli and some other and the Staphylococcus uh, bacteria, and normally related to uh, eczemas and skin uh, disorders. Like you know, when when people shave the 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 face or the legs, you know, in this case, you know, it gets like all uh, itchy yeah, and irritated. irritated. Redness. So uh, these, uh, these bacterias, they try to enter the body oh. system and then inflammation start to, to cause. Mm. I mean, uh, these, these bacterias, they normally survive in our skin. They are mm -hmm. part of the flora of bacterias yeah. in their skin 
helps to fighting against other bacteria. But as since we have like a a wound or some open uh, through our our uh, internal uh, parts of the body, they try to get in and yeah. start to attack us. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So this rocket helps. Yeah, so rocket helps. It's been using like for. Mm. Um, creams and, uh, and oils. oils yeah especially the seeds oil okay as I'm, I'm looking for this information was mainly because of the the leaves himself and talking about that but then mm -hmm. i look at for the seeds and also for the microgreens because this is also very yeah. valuable for microgreens i think the test where they, they run it was with um with water simply with water which bacteria could grow in water if they put rucula uh, on it so it actually helps to clean the water oh, when wow. you're using like yeah, yeah. you use it for green uh, for uh, smoothies for instance mm. it's also other applications and people use it yeah. you know rucula spinach you know yeah. like yeah and any other me medical applications well um yeah other medical applications i found like things related to the um, the research of cancer normally uh, to liver liver mm. cancer so uh, it has the this plant the rucula uh, uh, has um, a compound called eruxin and erixolin it has the properties to help with hypoptomas than our cancer um, on the liver so it's a good preventive not mm. necessarily i think it's the time here that we could use the disclaimer yes so what we are um telling uh, this is just for educational use um, and um, if you're really taking these high dosage herbs uh, please consult with a uh, with your GP or your health counselor uh, this is just for inspirational use and to make you guys curious to um, research more about this herb and um, and if you are considering or really want to take these herbs in a high dosage please consult a health health provider yeah that yeah. was the disclaimer <laughs> yeah i think it's very very important because i mean of course i'm looking at this uh, research um informations but you know it's not always suitable for everyone you know like the uses mm -hmm. of of herb um for uh, you know it's just because it's natural domains like he has also negative effects on it yeah. however i didn't find like so much negative effect on um in terms of the herb this herb specifically mm -hmm. with rucula but uh more informations are being done also with um, osteoporosis mm -hmm. osteoporosis um and the consumption of calcium because it's also very rich in calcium and that's mm -hmm. why the microgreen has taking like a mm -hmm. lot of uh, yeah, and we haven't really talked about how would you describe the taste of rucola? The taste is bitter and sour. Bitter flavor. and sour. Yeah. yeah. Could that maybe also help the bitter taste or something with the liver cancer? Or probably. I mean, I I know that there's the effect of it has like a a kind of um, uh, a hot touch on it. Like you know, when you when you consume it, you kind of feel like that's why some people don't like it because it's so fast. Oh, yeah, it's really when the taste, oh, yeah, like the you, hot sensation. Yes, feeling. you know, you, because of, I think probably pungent. It will probably be the other other yeah. taste. I'm saying like sour and bitter. Bitter, yeah. But probably pungent is one of the 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 you know 
Yeah. And they get bitter over age as as simi- similar than basil as it gets older it gets Oh, it gets like, even bitter and yeah, bitter. Yeah, yeah, you don't you, you don't eat like old like when the plants start flowering the basil plant you don't eat the leaves is it became like a completely different. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. normally it's the same uh, with the rocket. Yeah, yeah, rocket is also the same Rucola, thing. Yeah. So I'll probably say that, you know, it's it's definitely part of the of the bitter herbs, you know, so like the lion is one of those uh, Gallic mustard, it's the other one that is normally used for salads, right? Like yeah. um, to bring the bitter flavor yeah. in it. And bitter, the taste in general is good because it's it's uh, to cleanse your body. Yeah. If you think about it. But yeah. Probably the, the reason why it's related probably with the blood and the, uh, with the liver. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that's why probably Very. using creams and oils and uh, things made it from the plant. Very interesting. Yeah, that's that. That was my herb. My really, I'm very happy to know that. And every time I eat a salad, I'm actually doing something. Yeah, and it's also the beginning. Yeah, it's also spring, so now people are more eating salads and stuff. Yeah, choose things with with. Yeah. Uh, people also use it with pizza. Oh yeah, that's also yeah, nice. It's just to have this bitterness taste. I like it also yeah. the bitterness. Yeah, indeed, it's use it like in Italy probably for that. They also use for pesto. Oh yeah, yeah, pesto yeah. is also high concentrated, like uh, parts yeah. of it. But that that was my herb, Roxanne. And what did you bring here to the table for so today? So my first one, it's Uticia dioicia. Uticia dioicia. No idea. Dioicia probably it's something related with uh, male and female, probably no. I don't know idea which plant we are talking about. The <laughs> common name is nettle. Nettle, yes, nettle. <laughs> yes, and it's a dioecious plant. It's true. It is also <laughs> dioecious. So I was not wrong, but I knew the name of the plant was that. Yeah, Yeah, and the reason I picked this is because um, we are in May, and that means it's the beginning of spring, and then you can already harvest this um, nettle plant. Oh, they mature un- fast? Until summer. Until summer? Yeah. You can harvest this plant because looking now like in the parks or you know that the leaves are really blooming i notice also hey there are so many nettles around here yeah and then i thought okay let's uh, let's do more research <laughs> yeah nettle is good yeah so yeah it's a very long um a medicinal history has a long history um in the medieval europe they they used it as a diuretic. A diuretic, yeah. And also for treating for joints, pain. Yeah. And uh, for the taste bit, it's bitter, I would say. Bitter. And so this plant originally does thrives it really well in colder regions. So yeah, Northern Europe, Asia, and it grows all, all around the world. And this nettles they grow really well in really high rich nitrogen rich soil and and i can imagine for producing so much leaf because they can get like big leaves really high yeah tall plants yeah Yeah. so yeah yeah, i think they really really enjoy to have such a big amount of uh, nitrogen up there to produce so much yeah yeah it's normally like it blooms between june and september and yeah, the stems are like upright and rigid. The leaves are kind of like a heart shape, if you think about it. If you look at it really well. Yeah, I think I, one, of, one of the times I actually was looking for tea of nettle mm-hmm. tea, 
but the leaves were slightly different. So I didn't immediately recognize like with the nettle than we see in the parks. Yeah. Are they the same? I think it's different. It has to be tapered. Okay. Like these leaves. That that's that's the other ones and I found it was like more rounded. Round. Yeah. 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 Like tapered and a, like a heart shape. A heart shape. Yeah. Yeah. And um what I also find it really interesting, you know, the reason why it stings because because of these um these fine hairs on the stems. Yeah, the trichomes. Those contain that irritate or that stinging effect. Yeah. Chemicals. So which you when you like rub against this nettle you'll get these uh, red i can remember like when i was a Rushes, kid right? oh. <laughs> well, I, I do remember walking with shorts oh did you yeah and oh. then like all <laughs> you know when you first start feeling you're like no hopefully i didn't touch it but then when you start to have that heat starting to yeah. you know like oh no yeah i remember the time i was around 10 years old and i was learning how to bike a ride so I was in a park and I couldn't really steer or something. So I went straight into the nettle bushes. <laughs> oh, Roxanne, poor you. Yeah, <laughs> I you. was not happy about it. No, no happy about it, Ram. <laughs> but it, uh, it does, it has a positive thing. You know, those sting and the stinging thing. Mm -hmm. It kind of um, con contradicts because it is useful um if you have a painful area in the bo body because it actually decreases the original pain. Scientists think um, it's by reducing these levels of Im inflammatory chemicals in the body and by interfering with the way the body transmits pain signals. Gotcha. So there's so much involving like with our nervous system, the peripheral system trying to deviate like the the pain yeah. instead of being like whatever uh, is original but the information to be in high frequency probably too much closer to the skin instead of like for instance the muscle or the bone or yeah. the organ or so on yeah now that's very interesting that's really in interesting and if we go way hundreds years past um they use it for like painful muscles joints eczema uh, arthritis, gout, and anemia. So it's a very, yeah, medical plant, even though it's just people, or we see it as a, just a weed. Yeah, it grows so well everywhere. It's just so, well, like, it's incredible how much uh, value these plants have and yeah. not being used. That's the only thing, yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you use it? It's uh, you normally, I, the way I was looking, I found it was in tea, but you can also use it in cuisines. Can you cook with a, with. A... Yeah, you could also make soups out of it because that's also a popular one. And obviously tea. Um, but it's always from the leaves, right? You don't do nothing with roots or. No, no, no. Uh, this is just leaves. Leaves. Yeah. Okay, so Go there ahead. is another medical application. Mm -hmm. um, for today, what we use is for uh, urinary problems during er early stages of enlarged prostate. So from, uh, oh, this is actually, uh, pro uh, it's normally used for after menopause, is that? 
or no, when he's having no, sorry, early stages, early stages. So it's when it's pain related with menstruation. I remember to read some informations about that. Oh, but yeah. then I looked for the. Uh, there's a contradiction uh, that you need to watch out. That um, it, yeah, Pro it alters the menstruation cycle and may contribute to miscarriages, pregnant women. So that that's that you need to watch out. Exist in the in the menstruation the menstruation or doing like menstruation uh, cramps exists a uh, hormone called uh, prostaglandin prostaglandin I think it's like this mm -hmm. and uh, then he cre he helps to contract the abdomen and mm -hmm. that's why the pain is is present during the cramps it's so no, uh, you know um, a message in the bro the the brain sends to uh, to the glands to produce this compound and obviously um what you're saying is just uh then it can affect like doing pregnancy yeah 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 and miscarriages so you need to watch out yeah yeah and then any other uh, contra indications are um obviously if you're like also taking other supplements it might interfere so always need to watch out but that's in general if you take also other herbs you need to yeah you need well, to. i mean most of the actually natural herbs are have less risks of side effects with other other compounds yeah, yeah that's true but if you take also maybe a synthetic medicine yeah. you need to watch out yeah by mixing it and then th there are also some side effects that you might get mild stomach upset or fluid re retention sweating diarrhea and hives or a rash um but that's just when you take in a lot of a lot of netto yeah yeah and if of you course. have a specifically type of allergy perhaps you know what i yeah. mean like yeah yeah because it's such an aggressive plant like this yeah i believe it then you can have more than just sting and 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 diarrhea because i mean diarrhea is definitely one of the most common things what you have when you are sick yeah you know it's trying the body's trying to already signal something hey yeah something needs to get out get out from here yeah indeed and then um it might also lower uh, the blood sugar so i need to watch out if if you're a diabetic but you lower the the the, the sugar in the blood oh i mean i may raise may raise the sugar in the blood also oh, hyperglycemia yeah. yeah 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 oh it says it can raise and it can also lower blood sugars oh yeah so it plays the dynamic oh okay okay that's yeah that's tricky yeah that's a tricky one it plays the dynamic between of of probably pancreas related like creating yeah creating more insulin or reducing the insulin yeah. creation on the pancreas wow. and since it's a diuretic effect uh, you have to uh, watch out for your kidneys and the bladder issues yeah infections on the urinary tract probably is one of the things you don't really want to use diuretics because you don't want to overdo Over. yeah, yeah that channels up there yeah yeah and nettle probably is not recommended for that yeah you <laughs> can see it's not like a totally plan it's very uh, very rich because it can like you said they have iron was it uh, and uh, other properties out there that are very valuable for our nutrition yeah uh, but not necessarily exist some contraindications right yeah some adver yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that was nettle and uh yeah people harvest 
the the nettle this month and the summer through and to harvest you just pick the top few um, leaves of the plant just the top the, the, yeah, top the, ones, the young yeah, ones the young ones so it has more tenderness and young yeah yeah and much cleaner because the yeah. other ones have been standing already mm, for quite a while quite a long and yeah. also maybe dogs pee <laughs> yeah and it, yeah, you, yeah i mean dogs pee closer to the plant because i think the plant stinks because of that reason <laughs> like <laughs> dogs they don't get closer to it they don't want to get too close yeah, to the or plant. just go to a forest where there is a lot of nettle yeah so fernando what's your second one all right rock so my second herb Pisium sativium. Already the word sativium, you probably are familiar about it. It's a plant who can be cultivated by humans use. So it has a, a cultivation property for, for humans. So it's not only for, uh, you know, for decoration, but also could be used for eating or well, the type okay. of plant and it can be cultivated is basically what sativium means. But pisium is the name of uh, the plant that I'm bringing. Pisium sativium, Pisum. yeah. Pisum. And it's also a microgreen, huh? Is also a plant, then it can be used as a microgreen. I don't know. No, it's peas. Oh, peas. Peas, yes, exactly. Peas is, it's a very, a very interesting plant because in the early archaeology's findings of peas that how when they starting being using for cultivation you can see it like already on the neolithics um era like then it was cultivated for for as as food it was mm -hmm. super valuable doing like um syria israel iraq jordan um greek uh, even in egypt this information was founded um uh, four thousand years before christ you know what i mean mm. bc uh, so it is a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mm. feeding for the people like this mm -hmm. plant was was a grain or a vegetable or a fruit and it was used for a very long time yeah yeah wow okay so can you talk about how it grows yeah so the plant uh, morphology like uh, i mean it, i i like peas i really like peas is is one of my very uh uh, favorite um, festival but i never seen like grow in nature how were they growing because most of the peas then we get it like or they come in cans or they being preserved it's rarely to see like peas fresh in supermarkets or even in the markets it's, it's just not one thing that we see it like that often but anyway this plant grows around like two to three meters um long so it's just a, a long plant but it's very low she doesn't grow tall mm. she has like a um, type of tentacles that they use to grab other other you know other plants to support huh? them you know what i mean like yeah. uh for instance like fences twigs nets you know like they are normally at a, a use these ones to to grow by themselves like that so this yeah this plant produce flowers so it's one of the way then she propagated these two flowers she's also a self-propagated so she doesn't mm. need any and insects to propagate it as we know that also very good characteristics of plants uh, so peas are not actually a vegetables but they are basically a small uh, legume Oh, what? Yeah, they are oh. not a vegetable. A I thought it's a vegetable. Yeah, I was oh, also wow. very impressed. No, they, they produce fruits 
odd pods then contain uh, several peas inside. They contain different types of um, of uh, peas inside. And they're mm -hmm. normally like eight or ten of them yeah. inside of these fruits. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I was very impressed by the fact that they actually grow in cold seasons. Cold seasons? That, that's why I like the winter. Because it makes nature grow so well, like during the winter. So she <laughs> likes to go like in around 10, uh, 10 degrees Celsius. Oh, wow. Uh, the crops for growing, like, and, uh, and grow, that's the reason why it grows in many parts in of the winter. world. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, but she likes to have a, a growing soil that is is cooler and high altitude. So she likes like to be in in oh, high wow. altitudes in a tropical area. And then uh, yeah, it grow best around thir thirteen to eighteen degrees, and it get mature like in sixty days. So it means like in two months, the plant can be already harvest a few of the fruits you know you can you can take it out the fruits all along and the plant grow but normally is take it like you know if you want the plant to grow bigger to take more yeah you basically take it like that so peas is a winter vegetable legume uh it, it uh, is harvest like in early uh, uh later winter late winter in the beginning of summer yes yeah yeah that's probably what you you harvest but you start cultivating the plant like at least three months before yeah, so it's course. still uh you know like the later winter you know when you start to yeah. make that but it's still i'm impressed <laughs> by some the plants i'm very impressed by the plants who can grow in darkness and, and in winter in the winter yeah yeah you just love the winter yeah winter <laughs> is uh, one of my favorite you are fa we are more summer i am summer and spring <laughs> yeah frankly it's, it's funny because you say that because we are completely opposite i like more the uh, autumn and winter yeah yeah. yeah, I mean autumn has also this nice, nice season, but I prefer spring or summer. Late yeah. summer for me, I like the late summer because it, it, the water, like at least in the ocean, is uh, nice. warm still. Nice you know summer. what I mean? Like yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still warm, and it will stay warm for a little bit, like uh, when the winter starts. You know, so the temperature from outside and inside of the water, it will be almost like the same. You know, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, so coming back to the peas, so how does it taste the pea, these peas? Uh, if you as we see it, like one uh, uh, is raw, is completely different flavor, but it's also not eaten raw. You have to do some type of processing on the plant to be able the, the fruit to be able to eat it. The so uh, a sweet flavor when you just boil it in water, right? They are quite sweet. One thing they have, they are dry in nature. So meaning like they absorb a lot of water and um, from the body. So to, to be able to be um, digestible. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it has like a kind of a dry nature on it. So that's why it's also used it for medical um, indications are for eating peas when you have diarrhea. I was about to say, yeah, diarrhea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. A, it's for... A good for diarrhea to eating peas. They dry, dry actually. Dry up the, yeah. the bowels. Yeah. Which is good because otherwise you lose like the, the electrolytes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. electro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're also easy to digest. You know, like uh, it's been used for many other other like, I think uh, as quinoa, for instance, is other beans are being also used in our uh, kitchen for many mm. many years. So that's one of um, also making from that. Yeah, can you say that peas are the lightest legumes to digest from the legume? family we, because we have also chickpeas that's also no i think chickpeas they they, they are not as easy as uh peas. peas 
So peas are lighter. The lighter than the yeah, mm. because I think the lighter it will be mung beans. Mm. The mung beans are the lighter than um, I think. Like the most difficult to digest would be the black beans. Yeah. Compared kidney to beans. kidney beans, are also difficult. We also can see the fact that they have that very on skin layer on the seed himself, right? Mm. Of the bean himself, then it's quite thick, so it makes mm. it undigestible or difficult to actually digest. digest and creates a heaviness in the body, right? When you yeah. when you eat it, because the body has to take much time to process all of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All that skin layer. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you already said a little bit about the, about the medical application. So it's good for diarrhea. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, uh, this the, the nutrients then the, is useful for uh, lowering the risk of cancer. For instance, is other other thing than than the studies are being looking at at uh, the values of the peas. And in modern research, uh, shows like in oncology, a lot of uh, improvement in terms of in vitro. So it's still they do cancer in a petri dish. So they when they tested it, they see like very you know positive results, meaning like the cancer is not spreading. So it's mainly for that um, part when they they look it. Uh, but some people can um, experience some allergic reactions to peas, as well as lentils with some uh, compounds and they have to call visilin and uh, then uh, they, they normally affect like the ne the nervous system of a person it creates some allergic effect on the person yeah mm. yeah mm. that's one of the things of it but you know uh, yeah yeah in modern times um peas are, are usually boiled and steamed which break down like the cell walls to make the taste sweet you know like on, on it and nutrients are more bioavailable bio, bio ah, for the body so that's the reason why it has to be boiled to get this sweetness yeah more yeah because it's oh, been yeah it's been growing like for really cool. many years but not like in that way i think like as as again like as a microgreen we only eat the uh, the leaves out from it or like the yeah. first the cutidelon and the first true leaf of the plant but you don't eat the the seeds anymore yeah. or like the peas or the roots of it so it, mm -hmm. it's only part like with, with the, the previous one that i was mentioning it it was you eat everything mm -hmm. because you you still can eat that like that part of the seed of rucula but when with peas not really with peas you only um take uh the the leaves this the, mm. the, the the leaves coming out from it yeah yeah wow and any side effects um i didn't find so much side effects on it besides of the fact when people can be allergic mm. to it you know like yeah. uh, they have that experience of uh, allergies um but i found my more interesting things on the natural the nutrition value of the plant mm. um for example seeds uh, the peas they uh, like many other uh, legumes, they contain uh, symbiotic bacteria, rhizobia. So it's basically the all the biology happen in contact with the plants and bacteria in the roots. Wow. And basically, uh, these uh, these bacteria have a, sp a specific ability of fixing the nitrogen, as you mentioned about like nitrates 
nitrogen content content to grow plants yeah. so this what this basically the the peas they attract like really this bacteria to help like to fixate it the nitrogen coming from the atmospheric and the molecular of of um of nitrogen and transforming to ammonia so become it's basically food available for the plant because the plant instead of have to convert that this is, will be already digested for the plant to to consume Hmm. Yeah, because not everything that you put it like on the soil is necessarily available for the plant. You still need the bacteria to break down the things and you give it to the plant so then the plant can be able to absorb. Yeah, yeah. basically wow. is that. Yeah, they actually higher fiber than lentils. So it's very good for people who want to, um, for instance, losing uh, weight because it contains a lot of fiber and it also cleans very well like the helping for cholesterol let's say or he has a mm -hmm. very affinity to to do that because it's so high fibrosis like yeah um, the bees and the bee shoots are one of the cheaper microgreens you actually can 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 find oh wow yeah they are actually quite cheap you can do it quite easily uh then you can grow but uh he also uh, has like a very healthy as a he very healthy microgreen i mean he, of course he has like m other microgreens they do have a much um higher like nutrition but in this case i will probably say just because it's cheap is a plant then you can you know you can do it like with no excuse yeah, yeah super nice yeah 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 so i mean porridges soups right yeah i think it's part of the medieval cuisine was all of that yeah, yeah. powerful uh legume I it's a say. powerful legume i kind of i kind of like it because in the indian when i order indian food from a restaurant or so on i always go from um uh from you know uh i like to go like from um, alagobi mata, for instance, or matar paneer, <laughs> then is the, the actually the chickpeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not chickpeans, sorry. The peas. The peas yes, it's <laughs> actually the peas from, from it. And I absolutely love it, the way they prepare it. And uh, yeah. for me, it's like top, top. Yeah. That's nice. And it has also this refreshing uh, taste as well. Yeah, with the dish, with the matar paneer. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. It's a very common one. It's a very decent one. Super nice. Yeah. Now the other herb, Roxanne, bring the other herb. Yeah, a not the second one that's also quite neglected in our society. It's called Dara Axiom Officinale. Okay, so the Officinale is already saying that it's a plant and it can be or had use on the medical field or then is really recognized a plant with some functions but say again the first name Dara axiom Dara axiom Dara axiom Dara axiom no idea Dara axiom there's not a Danny Lion no yes <laughs> you, you guessed it <laughs> yay ding 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 <laughs> Dara axiom yeah Dara axiom if I if I excuse my Latin, uh, <laughs> wow, wow, you have your yeah the Latin under control. Oh, like I'm you already know like what <laughs> officinale means. Officinale, yeah. <laughs> yes, you guessed it right. But I don't know nothing about the plant, so. <laughs> well, this weed, like what I said, has full of vitamins, A, B, C, D, 
and minerals, iron, potassium and zinc. And this whole uh, plant is used, all of it. So the leaves are used to add flavors to salads, sandwiches and and used as teas. The roots are used in some coffee substitutes. And the flowers, you can make wine out of it. From the flowers? Yeah. Okay. I was also super surprised. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it has hundreds types of species in Europe, in Asia, and then North America. So it's everywhere around the world. Um, it, ha the, it has these grooved leaves that funnel rain to the root. Like it makes this nice yeah. funnel. Like that's so nice this nature you know yeah being strategically yeah you know engineeringly done to yeah. survive yeah it's that's crazy amazing, yeah. and it has these bright yellow flowers mm -hmm. for the taste i would say you know those dark brown roots are fresh and brittle and are filled with white milky substance so it's like bitter it's true when you take it out actually it has then, this yeah, white thing white, yeah. white juice right that's yeah. like the bitter this is the is they are bit there's is bitter that yeah. part so I don't remember to eat that part yeah of no you eat and the no, what do you, you which I mean you would not eat the the flower stem yeah the flower stem you would not but you can use the flowers oh okay gotcha yeah when it's bloomed yeah and and then also the leaves you can use mm -hmm. and the roots so okay my bad it's not not the flower stem yeah so most of the entire plant that's used yeah most of the entire plant yeah 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 and then for the harvest which is pretty interesting since you can see dandelion everywhere also in the city so uh, it's best to harvest the leaves in early spring and uh, because of this tenderness and then try to um, find dandelion in the shade because then these leaves are even more tender instead mm. of dandelion who are uh, in the sun because that because then it gets a lot more bitter these tender these leaves so that was really interesting and you can uh, harvest these leaves um, in fall again as well uh, for the flowers so like what i said already earlier so when the flower is bloomed you can harvest the flowers and also yeah so mid spring to summer you can harvest these and uh, the roots you can har harvest any season and then it can be roasted and prepared in in a tea or in a, a tincture to aid the digestive system so so dandelion lion root tea has been used to support healthy urinary tract function when mixed with cranberry so yeah in the past the roots are used used to use um, to treat liver and for uh, in the Native Americans, they use this, they boiled the dandelions uh, in water and then they treat it as for kidney diseases or swelling or skin problems, heartburn or upset stomach. For in the traditional Chinese medicine, it is used to treat stomach problems, mm. um, breast problems and for Europe. It's used for liver, um, eye problems, diabetes, and diarrhea. So the roots are now used for 
to stimulate appetite and for liver and gallbladder issues. And the leaves are diuretic and it helps to get rid of the floods in your system. And yeah, that's it. What you can tell me about the side effects of this plant? So some people may have an allergic reaction to it. So um, even touching the dandelion, um, others may get even mouth sores out of it. Um, and if you're allergic to these kind of compounds, mind my pronunciation, um, ragweed, marigold, chamomile, jarrow, daisies. Those, those are all flowers, right? They're all flowers. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling me that these flowers, they also contain the same compound? Probably, Probably yeah. Probably right? So all these flowers that I was just saying, yeah, if you're allergic, don't don't uh, touch the dandelion yeah. or... Yeah. Or that, that plants in general, like, yeah, exactly. I think, like, in, in exists some... When people are allergic to nuts, they are not allergic to all the nuts. It's just... The peanut is the most common one and use it like in yeah. cuisine and, and so on. But exist other nuts which people are not allergic to it. Yeah. And I think like one of good example is hemp seeds. Like a person who is allergic to sesame seeds is not necessarily allergic to hemp seeds. Yeah. It can be, but you know, it, it's just because some of these compounds are not founded or uh, the, the, the stomach can digest them, you know, and size of not being attacked by their own self you know what i mean they can digest that yeah 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 that's it yeah so, a lot of yeah no it's a lot of things because this looks like it's a lot of like fields of dermatology ophthalmology you know what i mean like of uh, many things and they have yeah. to be used on and study on this plant yeah for so much you know for many s medical systems out there as yeah, you the mentioned. native americans yeah. the chinese medicine yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also in Europe. Yeah, the modern medicine, like yeah, Western medicine. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a it's a lot. They have a lot of benefits for it. Mm -hmm. So don't underestimate this. No, even <laughs> if it's so uh, popular and growing the wild like that, it don't. It, it just means one thing. It means like the plant is strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if because if it was a weak plant, it was not growing so easily. Yeah. Like in that uh, environment, so like this. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Roxanne, this is the end of our show. I really love like the this talk was Yeah, it was really nice. And you brought some of the microgreen thing seeds that I've, you could use. Yeah, I I think I I, I it it looks it's so simple and it especially with peas, uh it is so easy to grow them. You know what I mean? Like that you don't need even soil or anything you just put them in water and they sprout like that yeah. you know you have to create some type of weight on top of it you have to create pressure mm -hmm. on them on the seeds so they can sprout and when you take it you put it like on the sun and they just in like in in 10 days you can harvest that's uh, insane i'm gonna try it out yeah it's just it's amazing it's quite great yeah 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 yeah, yeah super nice and uh, people harvest the nettle it's really nice to have some um, tea with it nettle yeah yeah nettle tea nettle tea or net nettle soup that's great with some potato or herbs yeah really nice great recipes out there yeah all right thank you so much for listening um 
And see you next time. If you want to contact us, go to our Instagram, the, the Health Hunters. And our email, if you want to reach us out, thehealthhunters at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.